Hi, I'm Tommy Malant, a 2020 Mariah's Challenge scholarship winner. And here's what Mariah's Challenge means to me. It means establishing moral principles and adhering to them regardless of peer pressure. It means saying no to underage drinking and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means being a leader and not let others around you accept underage drinking or let anyone you know get in a car with someone who is impaired. It means pursuing excellence and not letting alcohol and drugs take that away from you. It means setting a positive example for the generations that follow. I'm Tommy Malad and I accept Mariah's challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are butte tough. Today's podcast is presented by Thriftway Superstops. Stop by your neighborhood Thriftway today and find a clean, friendly, professional, and safe environment. You will never find a casino at Thriftway. Thriftway's fountain drinks also taste just like they are supposed to. That is a big deal for me, and I definitely cannot say that about other convenience stores. Download the TLC app, and every sixth fountain drink is free. You can also take advantage of big discounts on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, and fresh brewed coffee. TLC members also receive five cents off every gallon of top-tier fuel each and every day. Stop by your neighborhood Thriftway today because everybody deserves some TLC. Thriftway Superstops is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world. You, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Woo-hoo! Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. Proud to be from Butte, America, USA. More than 23 years later, it is still the most memorable sporting event I covered as a sports writer. More than 23 years later, and I'm still not quite sure I believe it. The only thing I know is that you would never see it done today. It was Saturday, May 27, 2000, and Alicia Wheeler Catch Merrick pitched Butte Central to the Class A state softball title while her eye was in the process of swelling shut. Wheeler and the Maroons beat Billings Central 2-1 in the first championship game in Billings as Butte Central extended its winning streak to 52 games with its second straight undefeated state championship season. In the fourth inning of the semifinal game, Billings Central's Kitty Early Rider hit a bullet of a shot right back to the pitcher. Wheeler got her mid up just enough to barely take the ball before it hit her in the face. She went right to the ground and she was rushed to x-rays. Somehow, she returned to the team before the game was over. Then, remarkably, she pitched the championship game a couple hours later, and the Maroons beat Billing Central once again. Between pitches, Wheeler pulled down on her cheek to try to slow down the inevitable. Her eye was swelling shut. That, of course, was before concussion protocol took over sports. Today, she might not be allowed back in the dugout, let alone back in the game. During BC's back-to-back championship seasons, Wheeler posted a 33-0 record in the pitcher's circle. She could also hit. With her left eye, which is the most important eye for a right-handed hitter, swelling shut, Wheeler smacked two hits in the championship victory. Then, she gave a valedictorian speech with a shiner at BC's graduation. Now, her name is Catch Merrick by marriage, and I have been trying to align Alicia up as a guest for a few months now. I couldn't wait to hear her talk about that day in Billings, especially now that the landscape of youth sports has completely changed. 
Listen in as Alicia talks about that day and that incredible Butte Central team. Listen as she talks about being part of Copper City Softball, which is rebuilding Butte softball culture in an effort to see another team like that one Alicia played on. Listen as she talks about going to college in California and starting her career working in the Bay Area. Listen as she talks about returning to the mining city and how she still loves the sport of softball. This was a really fun conversation, and it is a story that everyone should know. So, here she is, Alicia Kaczmarek. All right, Alicia, I think we got to start out by having you pronounce your last name because Wheeler is so much easier than what you have now. Wheeler is so much easier. Uh, Ketchmerick Ketchmerick. is my married okay. name. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it, it's not Dr. Glackowitz, but it's, 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 it's not, it's not <laughs> it's Wheeler either. It's pretty close. And when, then when you add Alicia in front of it, I get yeah. all sorts of mispronunciations. Alicia, yeah, and I call you Alicia. That's okay. Start off, see, I'm worried about your last name and I mispronounce your first name. But all I good. It's Alicia, yeah. I got a sister-in-law named Alicia, so it throws me off. It throws a lot of people off, especially yeah. with the how, spelling. How often, how often are you, is your name pronounced, first and last name pronounced correctly? Uh, about 2%. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you get pretty used to it. I'm pretty used to it. And it's, you know, I answer to just about anything. Yeah. And, and yeah. I know you work at Wells Fargo? I do. Yeah, as I, a banker. I, yeah. And we're so sitting I, in a vault here in a bank. Exactly. And actually in the bank where my grandpa worked yeah. um, back in the, you know, 50s. So. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Is banking running the family then? Is um, um, apparently, when I uh, when I took the banking job, my mom liked to tell me that story of like you know yeah. it skipped a generation, and um, yeah. my mom wouldn't have known anything about banking, and she was kind of surprised when I landed in it. Um, but yeah, I, I started with Wells Fargo, you know, twenty about twenty years ago. Um, yeah. I lived down in San Francisco Bay Area and uh, kind of fell into that job, and now I do yeah corporate banking. Um, yeah for tech companies, so. Oh, really? And I look at this, I, I printed off this list of uh, scholarships and awards and stuff from when you graduate, graduate announcement, and it looks like you could have been anything you wanted to be. Except an engineer. <laughs> Except an engineer. <laughs> you didn't like the engineering part? I, in high school, we took those, uh, um, you know, pro proficiency tests uh, or whatever it is, and uh, it came back and said I could be an engineer. My dad's actually an engineer. And he looked at me and goes, "You might be a little too social for that." Um, <laughs> but no, ultimately, I I don't I wouldn't gotten through all the calculus and everything. My yeah. husband's actually an engineer too, and I laugh. I'm like, we yeah. are so we, differently brained. Yeah, kind of got to be a nerd to be an engineer. <laughs> we do call him engineered. Yeah, that's his nickname. Uh, but your valedictorian, girls' state delegate, national honor society, exchange club, student of the month, calculus club, student of the week. We just it just goes on and on. The, and there's some pretty pretty impressive ones. You got Yale Science and Engineering Awards. You should have been, you could have went to Yale to be the engineering work. <laughs> Southwest Montana Regional Science Fair gold medal. Do you remember, do you remember what you did? Though? Yeah, the, um, it was basically the strength of wood. I partnered, really? yeah, so we, we partnered, um, I forget the name of the firm downtown, but they helped um, do a lot of the testing because you had to have like multiple thousands yeah. of pounds of testing. So we did it on, you know, untreated wood and treated wood and multiple different kinds of approaches. Yeah. Um, we it, in high school it was a requirement that we had to do a science project yeah. our junior year. Um, mine just ended up at, at tech. So. So that sounds like a pretty complicated science project to work on. Um, no, ultimately, I mean, I think it just kind of took the. I think the key of any science project is just take it and make it simple, right? Yeah. Like, what's the what's the value add that you're really trying to get out of it? And yeah. um, it was trying to figure out something that you know could be useful in everyday life, but you didn't already have an answer to. 
So See, you had a way different approach to science projects than I did. Mine was to skate by as quickly as possible. <laughs> uh, I had Dan O'Gara. I don't know if you know Dan. Uh-uh. Dan was, uh, in 1984, he had a big putback at Central won the Boys State Championship. Okay. And he was my biology teacher my sophomore year at Central. Yeah. And he led us, uh, me and Scott Doherty did a science project on the, the Reebok pump, which was, was brand new then. <sighs> I and wanted we, pumps so bad. And all we did was just, we had a Sports Illustrated. We cut out a picture of Sports Illustrated, put it on the board, and we just read the article, basically. Perfect. And, the, you know, Gary, good enough. <laughs> I, done. I, I, I don't think, I'm not going to say he passed us with an A, but we, we got by. <laughs> hey, done and done, right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I hated science fair projects. Oh, I know. Was, and I still hate them when the kids come home and they say they got to do them. My kids somehow escaped it. Yeah, my youngest has never done one. Yeah. My, my, uh, my oldest had a duel. Yeah. A bunch of them. Yeah, they used to have to do them, you know, 10 years ago or yeah. so, and somehow all of mine escaped it. Yeah. I was I was actually looking forward to the torture they'd have to go through. <laughs> yeah, and, and Tom Pomeroy, I had him as, you probably know Tom. Yep. You know, he, I had him in junior high both years. Yeah. And those science projects, that they were, he didn't like escape by. I had oh. to do a lot. I didn't, I hated that. I had to do a ton of work. Oh, man. You know, just, and, and it's just not the kind of work that I like. So. Yeah, I get it. I get it. No. But, so Science it, and engineering weren't my future path. Yeah, so what, what did you major? You went to Santa Clara, right? I did, and I majored in business, mostly because yeah. I went down there and didn't know what I wanted to do. And my right. mom was like, well, you can always figure out something to do after that yeah. in, in business. So. Yeah. Um, I assume you could, you had the financial ability to go pretty much anywhere with the with the scholarships that you got here listed so I lucked out I mean a lot of them were individual yeah. schools um, yeah. and Santa Clara frankly was a private school and super expensive but yeah. the scholarships made it so that it ended up being about a thousand dollars more than MSU yeah so a that, year so we, it made it plausible yeah. otherwise I would never have which know, is cool to be able to do that <laughs> yeah because if you get a chance to go out of town for college yeah you know, it's, it's, it's good as we got the Great oh, tech is amazing. Town, but Absolutely. still, the, the experience of being out of town for college. I grew a ton, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you had to. You were far away, yeah. and you had to, you kind of had just had to figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know, and then layering on, I, I had a job. I had an academic scholarship to keep on top of. Tried tried a little bit of softball freshman year, you know, Did fall you? ball. Um, kept me incredibly busy. So yeah. uh, just, just kind of going in and figuring it out. Um, there's a lot of growth. I think yeah. that happened. So you just played just a little bit. You didn't just a little bit. Yeah, I am. Um, so you could have gone to uh, Jamestown and you know different places that um, would have played in the in the colder weather. Yeah, who um, wants to go to Jamestown? I mean, the weather there. Great worse school. Than I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, the school well, is so incredible. Yeah, yeah. Kate English was one of our coaches, and yeah. she, uh, Heather and Bryn had gone there the year before. Heather Ryan and Bryn Olson. Yeah. So we kind of had a bit of a, a legacy of Central to Jamestown. Um, and I look back and, you know, there, it was an incredible opportunity. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I think I just needed a chance to fly and maybe kind of do my own thing. Yeah. I, went, I went and visited Santa Clara and it was middle of March. I went to Colorado State the weekend before. They were playing softball indoors. We were playing softball indoors here because it was snowing. Yeah. Um, I went to Santa Clara the following weekend, and it was 60 degrees, and they were playing. There were palm trees, and I was like, oh, I could get used to that, you know. Yeah. It's a D1 school, though, so, you know, next level competition. Um, played played just for, you know, hot second, just enough to, yeah. to recognize it. That, too, is a full-time job, um, and I had an academic scholarship, and that was going down, and my dad had – my dad's such a realist. Uh, had one of those conversations <laughs> with me of – you know, are you going to go pro in softball at some point in time? I'm like, no, dad, of course not. And he's yeah. like, all right. So, you know, how are, how are you paying for school and <laughs> his academic scholarship yeah. and the, um, 
they actually, uh, softball was only a partially funded program there, so they had, their seniors had full ride, juniors had half. And oh, I, really? yeah, so, so you uh, had to work, two you had to work a long to get time yeah. to get anywhere toward, toward and scholarship. And it has a lot money. of work too. It was five hours a day. We yeah. were, um, we were up in the weight room, you know, for an hour in the morning. We were at practice a couple hours. You were in the batting cage and then pitching on top of that. So yeah. it was at least five hours a day. And I was, I was the only one up in my dorm room till midnight, 1am <laughs> back up at practice at five, 6am. And it was like, it took a toll, but, yeah. um, still a really really hard thing to to give up you know everybody hits that point in time when sports is the prior day is their last day yeah um so it was it was hard to say goodbye but yeah what you say, everybody's to everybody's told they're not going to play anymore it's just a matter of when right. for some people right. yeah it's, yeah. it's uh, santa clara though that had to be a fun place to to live for the college years i mean the weather's pretty nice there yeah the beach, is there a nice beach right there too or so you, the beach is about know, an but, hour okay um we were just kind of over the hill it's an hour south of san francisco yeah um it was a great place i mean it was a great place again to just kind of expand grow your own wings there were four kids from the entire state of montana right. um <laughs> so you know just kind of one from libby one from red lodge and one from missoula um that were in my in my class year yeah. um so you got to meet them, but then you also you had to push yourself to kind of grow your um, grow your friends and your network, and yeah. um, it was it was pretty magical. Uh, I loved I loved Santa Clara, um, yeah. and some of I have some amazing friends from here. Some of my best friends are from there, and we you know we get together routinely. And actually, that's where I met my husband too. So he was going to school there. Yeah, yeah. We we started dating. And he's from what Washington? Is that he's one? from Seattle? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We started dating like junior senior year. Really? We did you have classes together. Or? No, he's an engineer. Yeah. Um, we have uh, some of my housemates were uh, roommates with with his housemates. So, yeah. um, or I'm sorry, we're dating his housemates. Oh, um, so just common friends. Yeah, right? common friends, and they're like, hey, we should we should connect you guys. Yeah. So, was he a decent athlete? Uh, he did. He rode crew at Santa Clara. Okay. Um, it's just more, we're worried about the next generation here <laughs> because I know you got a, some kids that are about to. You're not, not quite high school age yet. No, my oldest um, is an eighth grader. Yeah, so it won't be long. Yeah, yep. And he uh, he full on he decided he liked to he likes to participate. Yeah. Um, he uh, he did golf and cross country this well currently right now. Um, he's doing both. Huh? He's doing both. He's at doing Central. Both. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they yeah. the and the younger two are at Hillcrest. So and they just finished up with you know the cross country and yeah. playing football and doing dance and. They they Good. basically yeah. um, an Uber driver's my uh, unpaid yeah part time job yeah I, I I know that well because my son's he could have had his driver's license last year but he couldn't get in the driver's ed because of the COVID backlog I've heard that yeah. yeah so now he hasn't got his test yet but you know I, I'm not the guy that I ha I have other people I know that let their kids drive without their license and I, I'm not taking that risk but so I've had a, baseball was the worst yeah I drive them to ba they practice with the track team. Oh, okay. And then I'd have to pick them up at the track, you know, drive them the track, then pick them up at the track, and take them to the baseball, and pick them up at, at just, and I'm driving my old beater truck, and uh, it, <laughs> it was just way, not nearly good enough on gas to handle this. So. Uh, but yeah, the overdriver thing of being a kid, of having kids is, mm -hmm. is uh, it's not it's not bad, I suppose. It's it's good in a lot of ways, but it's it, it, but it's uh, it's time consuming to say the least. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Especially when you're working a full time job. Right. Right. Yeah. But. 
It's. I mean, it's. It's times I wouldn't trade in either. Yeah. And I agree with you. Baseball season is the worst. Yeah. It's the best, but it's the worst. Um, yeah. You know, going seven directions yeah. and uh, yeah. long evenings, but. So you started working for Wells Fargo then pretty much right out of college? I did, yeah. So I am. Um, and in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That yeah. had to be pretty cool. Actually, in Oakland. In Oakland. It was my very first job. Um, That's quite the grind, just getting to work every day and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I used to take BART. Um, so I took the train into work and then walk a couple blocks. And um, my my mom would always, you know, you'd hear stories of Oakland and this and that. But yeah. <laughs> I had a, I actually had a pretty good area of Oakland to walk in, and yeah, I think I think there's parts of Oakland you don't want to go walking through, but for the most are. part, it's pretty nice. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like getting anywhere. You yeah. know where to avoid. There's, you know there's where parts to be. of Butte you don't want to walk through. Fair. <laughs> you know? Fair. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's several parts actually. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when did you come back to Butte? We've been back for 13 years. It's been that long. Huh? Yeah. So um, my oldest was a about a year old when we moved back. And it was just a matter of we wanted to be back close to family. Um, We came up here on vacation. My husband likes the outdoors. Like Dan um, grew up in Seattle and and likes being outdoors. And so it was an okay fit for him. Um, He'd never lived anywhere in a small city. Like he'd always grown up in, frankly, San Francisco, Oakland. Or I'm sorry, San Francisco and Seattle. Um, So, and he's originally from Ohio. So small town was new to him. Um, It's definitely grown on him. Like, and, and I... Like I said, he loves being outdoors, skiing and mountain biking and you yeah. know, all the things. That you didn't have to talk him into coming when he saw the pit? <laughs> His one request <laughs> was that we didn't buy a house that could directly see it. Yeah. <laughs> did you, you, you avoided that. Did we it? did avoid so that. That's why but you live on that, the hill. Because the people who live on the hill like me, you never see the pit. True. You know? That's and it's funny because mo- most towns, like the newer houses, not really the rich houses, but the newer houses are on the, you know, they're mm-hmm. going out towards the flats. And every other city... The, the more expensive houses are on the hill. Right. In Butte, it should be like that because you can't see the... It's true. Of course, as Paul Podisco likes to point out, we might someday just fall right into the ground when the, the, the mines We took collapse. the underground mine tour a week and a half ago, and yeah. you're, you're safe. They said pretty, it's all... Pretty good. It's all secure. Yeah. Well, they, that's what they tell you anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, of course, the main reason I wanted to have you on on the podcast because I remember covering your team. I, I think I covered pretty much every game, at least every. You home were there game all the time at your 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 senior year, and and this, I covered the state Saturday of the state tournament your junior year. But that that was such a fun team to cover. It was because your team, the games were a lot closer your senior year. They than, were than your junior year. Yep. I mean, they steamrolled everybody. I remember the junior year was it was it Heather Ryan and who were the f- first two hitters. Heather Ryan and Bryn Olson. Yeah, because so Heather would, Heather get, would on. get up, slap the ball, yeah. um, and Bryn would advance it around. She would, and she would, would bunt just, her to third. She would bunt her to third, and, and, and Heather would be yeah. almost like a, a train to third. Yeah, just yeah. Every, everybody knew it was coming. Yep, and, and then, nobody could the, stop you it. You couldn't do anything about it, and it was a one nothing lead. Yep, right out the gate. It was right one of the, the coolest gate. things ever, mm-hmm. how fast they did that. Yep, yeah, and, and that junior year, um, you know, those that group of seniors that were – seven or eight seniors, um, and they had been playing since they were freshmen because the, yeah. the program was started in 95, so my junior year was 99. Um, yeah. And those those kids had been, like I said, playing since they were freshmen, um, and they were just phenomenal. Like, And we could produce runs. You know, there were a lot of games that were 10 runs, 15 runs, um, that sort yeah. of thing, um, because they were just hitting machines. Yeah. Um, and everybody seemed to be pretty fast, too. They were. Yeah, we didn't have a big team. Yeah. A lot of the teams we'd go up against were, you know, larger girls, um, tall. 
and <laughs> we always had a deficit in basketball and volleyball for that. We didn't yeah. have we didn't have an overwhelming amount of height. Uh, that, you were on the um, team. That you didn't go to state in basketball. Right, right. But, but um, softball for sure. But softball, you know, height and speed, um, and and we could hit like yeah. you could. And Mr. Patrick used to drill it into us of. You know, base with base hits win ball games. Um, and if you get nine base hits, all of a sudden you've got six runs. So it wasn't a focus of hit it over the fence. In fact, you know, after Kelly Johnson um, graduated, she was she was a senior when I was a freshman. She was our home run hitter. Yeah. After she graduated, there weren't really that many home runs, no. but there were a lot of hits and there was a lot of um, scoring because people were fast yeah. and they'd find a hole and they'd find a way. Congratulations to this week's Lescovar Honda Athletes of the Week. Butte High seniors Kate Schliemann and Maddie Ludke. Schliemann, a 6-foot, 230-pound right guard, takes home the boys' honor after the Bulldogs celebrated homecoming with a 47-35 win over Missoula Sentinel at Naranchi Stadium. Schliemann and the boys up front led the way as the Bulldogs racked up 515 yards of offense. That includes 322 yards on the ground. With their fourth straight victory, the Bulldogs improved to 5-1 overall and took over first place of the Western AA at 4-0. Lutke receives the girls' award after leading the Bulldog volleyball team to a five-set home win over Missoula Big Sky. Butte High overcame a 2-1 deficit in the exciting home win. Lutke, a 5'8 outside hitter, spiked 17 kills and served three aces to lead the way. She has been our rock offensively and with her serving, Bulldog coach Shane Jorgensen said of Lutke. Congratulations, Kate and Maddie, and thank you, Lescovar Honda, for honoring the hardworking student-athletes of the Mining City. Hey Butte America, John Davis here of Alaska Bar Honda. With fall in the air and hunting season around the corner, now's the time to come down and look at that truck or SUV you've always wanted. We sell all makes and models, and we have one of the largest selections in all of Butte. All of our vehicles are clearly marked and priced below market value. And with a non-commissioned sales team, you're guaranteed to get the vehicle you want. Stop on down and see us at Lescovar Honda, home of the famous 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now, it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grandes, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grandes can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. 
Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring you quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air, central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects, and ventilation and exhaust systems. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer of train heating, cooling, air handling, and ventilation products. For all your home heating and cooling needs, remember Lockmer Sheet Metal. And it was after, after KJ graduates, everyone thinks, well, there's the end of that run. Yeah. Because you know, KJ was like Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah. She'd, she'd throw a perfect game and hit three home runs. <laughs> you know, she was just a superstar. And then she graduates, and two years later, 52 games win, winning streak. Well, and when she was a senior, I think she was the only senior. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I take the back. I'm sorry. There were three, three seniors um, when she was, and, and they all graduated, but there were, no, there were no juniors on the team. Yeah. So there was kind of a big gap. Um, and she graduated. We had won it that year, but it was kind of a scrappy win, right? Like yeah. we'd had a number of losses. We'd kind of come from behind. Um, it, it was a very much kind of scrappy through the loser's bracket yeah. win. Um, my sophomore year, we actually we were in the state championship fought our way back through the loser's bracket in Kalispell, yeah. um, played the state championship game. So to be in, in four state championships in four years was a pretty special thing. But then the, the junior year, we were, um, like I said, just kind of a run-producing machine. Yeah. And then they, we graduated seven or eight seniors. Yeah. And it had been a 26-0 and 0 season, and everyone was like, they're perfect, they're amazing, you know, probably not repeatable. And I think yeah. the very first article, I pulled up a couple of old articles, and the first article opening up the year was like, last year they were amazing, they were perfect, um, but this year's fresh. And I think you'd even said of like, how how possible is that? Come on, not likely. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had three seniors total my senior year. Yeah. So. Three pretty good seniors too, because with JJ. Oh, phenomenal. And was it JJ and Sarah? JJ Hogart and Sarah Thatcher. Yeah. Um, and JJ had been playing since she was a freshman, yeah, right? She, um, yeah. She'd been all state before, um, you know. Absolutely phenomenal catching. And like, she had the best mugshot in the history of team mugshots <laughs> that year. She started out the year with a black guy. Yeah. And I happened to finish it. Yeah. That's what it, <laughs> the, the Shiners bookended. Yeah, we that, bookended that it. But that black guy, because she had the picture, because usually girls would take pictures and they'd have their hats on her hat head and mm -hmm. their hair's a mess because they're practicing. Get, you know, Walt's going yeah, out and getting you, you a practice. Yeah, you walk up to us at practice. You guys have no idea you're, you're getting a picture taken. JJ had her hair done, all makeup. And then the Rocky Balboa Shiner. It was one of my favorite pictures of all time. Yeah. And we talked about that quite a bit. But, you know, we, we teased her about that because uh, it was a Coach Patrick. Uh, he was, like, hitting balls at her, wasn't she? He had her against the backstop, and he was hitting balls at her. He would do like that, that to us repeatedly. Yeah. yeah that would and be. And so like, I don't know why the hell he was doing that. But, <laughs> but he, he was always up to something. Yep. Yep. No, and JJ, JJ was the most phenomenal catcher ever. She yeah. could read the batters, and she would remember them from game to game. She she could call stuff behind so the plate. So she flight. called all the pitches. She did. Yeah. I mean, it was it was coordination. Um, yeah. We'd kind of she'd call them, we'd call them off. 
um, you just built a camaraderie and it was like yeah. we both knew what was coming next um, yeah so yeah I, I love that because you know that. Butte High usually the, the coaches call the pitches mm-hmm. now and and that's good. And of course, when you see it in Legion ball, the Legion, yeah. the Legion coaches call the pitches. But I just love it when the catcher calls the pitches. I do too. You know, it just seems it's, I don't know, because it's just, there's something about having, of course, you know, with Rob Johnson, we had him, yeah. you know, and he was yeah. a smart catcher. But having a good, smart, tough catcher is one of the coolest things in sports. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And, and that smart catcher sometimes gets underrated. Like, yeah. you know, they don't get the notoriety of um, the person, you know, pitching at the, the ERA, they're this, that. Um, yeah. It's such an underrated position, but it is so clutch. And yeah. to just have that magical, smart catcher behind the plate, um, JJ was phenomenal. Yeah. So. And she was tough, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was tough as could be. For sure. Did she miss any of the games with that shiner? Did, cause no. That, no, it was just practice. Cause it was just a practice because yep. that was right, right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was quite the shiner. But your shiner, I thought you were dead. When you, do you remember, uh, was it was Katie Early Rider, right? Is that how you pronounce her name? Early Rider? Could be. I think that was because early and hyphen. Not, it's not a yeah. native name. It's yeah. early hyphen. It's like R-E-I-T-E-R or something like that. I honestly, I wish she I hit, could yeah, say I She hit the ball and it like. She hit it hard. It tick, it, your mitt ticked it mm-hmm. a little bit, right? It did. And I don't know if that steered it right at your eye or if it, uh, if it slowed it down. It, uh, I mean, I think it slowed it down. I, yeah. It was one of those of... Uh, I, I would like to think that I was a pretty good fielder along with being a pitcher. Yeah. That one was coming out Nobody could have so hard, so fast. It hit my glove. It hit my eye. Yeah, that's why kids wear masks. It, yeah, part of yeah. it. Um, and then Erica Mahoney, we called her Bubba, yeah. um, was playing shortstop. She picked it up and fielded it. And I actually had a pretty routine. Like if, if a ball was going to go over my head, I would duck yeah. so that, that she could you know line drive it closer to the, the first baseman. Yeah. So I hit the ground. She thought I had just ducked. Yeah. Um, got the, she got the out. Uh, then they turned around and I hadn't gotten up, and they're like, "What is going on?" Yeah, yeah that was a, um, that was a hard hit. And I didn't think there was really that big of an issue until she stood over me and she goes, "Oh my!" <laughs> and like turned around, and yeah. that was when it was like, you know, "Is anything missing?" But yeah, did you did you have a concussion? You think? Oh, most likely, yeah. right? Like yeah. concussion protocol these days, I probably wouldn't allow yeah. been allowed back out there. Yeah. You know, I had a hit. It was similar. De- I don't know if you know uh, Devin Hellier. He, ma- he married Carrie. Yeah. We were pitching. We had two softball games back to back, and the first team didn't show up. So I'm pitching bat in practice because Lefty Rundle was our pitcher, and he was struggling. He was in a slump throwing strikes. So I was pitching. I was throwing pretty good, and and everyone says, "Oh, we're gonna have you pitch the next game." And I was like, "All right, I guess I'll give it a shot." And then Davey Dunmire gets in, bad practice, left-handed, and it completely threw me off. So everything I'm pitching, everything to Denham, low and outside, and he wasn't swinging, finally swung at one, and he just smoked it, and it hit the ground and bounced up, and I put my finger up, my hand up, and it nicked my finger and hit me right below Ooh. the eye. And the first place I felt it was the back of my head. Like, oh, you know? yeah. And I went down, and I know I had a concussion, and then we played. I was playing third base that, in the game that we played, and I was... It was not me. I shouldn't have been playing third base. I like to play second base with my feet on the grass because I was <laughs> a little afraid of the ball anyway. And we're playing like Brian Arnson, oh, J- yeah. Jake yep. Larson, uh, you know, uh, Osborne, all yep. the, just the studs from Butte High. And they're all smoking the ball. And there I was with, a, you know, fuzzy and playing, you know, I, they could have killed me, my teammates. I don't know what they – of course, I did have uh, 
we did have Budweiser on ice that I would hold uh, on between, there you go. between games. Yeah. But, you, you, but you went right to the hospital. I did. Um, well, so I left out Erica Mahoney's uncle was a, an eye doctor in Billings, yeah. Dr. Gamalas. And so okay. he actually almost gave me the special treatment. Like he took me. Yeah, um, you were back really fast. I That's was why. back really fast. He, he took me and did an x-ray. So I didn't go through the hospital or the emergency room. He took me to his clinic oh, and okay. did an x-ray, like full head, eye x-ray my okay. mom was afraid like you know did your retina detach is something broken yeah um he kind of cleared me of all that um came back to the field and Lindsay, Lindsay thatcher had stepped she, in as yeah, pitching she was only she a sophomore great, yeah. and she was phenomenal like yeah. i think it was one nothing when i left um you know semi-final with state championship and she uh, stepped right in you know i'm sure as a sophomore there's the nerves running high and yeah. she just didn't let the pressure get to her yeah those yeah. statures don't have nerves i don't know oh they're phenomenal <laughs> nerves of steel right yeah. like yeah um so she just did a phenomenal job um she'd stepped up a couple times that same tournament so this same i brought a picture with me yeah. that was like the the thrill of um the thrill of uh, victory victory yeah. and the agony of defeat. Such a great photo from yeah the Billings is that guy took. Yeah, it and Sammy, who was the the Sammy McDonald was the pitcher for Laurel, and she was trying to score to make it a three three ball game. Yeah. Um, and JJ, you know, tagged her out at the plate. But what you don't see is before that happened, there was a hard hit ground ball that um, Lindsey Thatcher actually threw to JJ playing second base. Yeah. Um, so just pretty phenomenal. Like she'd yeah, stepped up a couple different times the during that face tournament. down, just devastated. <laughs> and You're JJ's, running, JJ's in the air. At you, yeah. yeah, JJ pretty much picked me up right after that. But just the look on her face was just. Um, is that the final out, or is it? That was the final out yeah. of the, um, I don't know, quarterfinal game. Yeah, on Friday. Um, and Laurel had been phenomenal all year long. Like they were, yeah. they and Billing Central ruled the East. Um, yeah. And, and they were just phenomenal. So, but yeah, Lindsay stepped in at, at that semifinal game, um, took the reins. The team stepped up behind her, like uh, found ways to produce a run. We won a lot yeah. of games by like one run that year. Um, yeah. So it's to your point both, earlier. Both, both games Saturday. Of the yeah. So that was a two-one game yeah. um, against Billing Central, who then went to face, went down to the losers bracket. I think they played Stevensville, maybe. Yeah to come back up to play us again. Um, and it was, yeah, one-run games yeah. for both the semifinal and the state championship. Oh, for it sure. Was, it was nerve-wracking. But you, you, you left, if my story was accurate, which I, I had a lot of fun that weekend, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was accurate. You got hit in the fourth inning, and you were back in the dugout in the sixth inning. Yeah, I got and, to finish watching Lindsay play. Yeah, and the amazing thing about that, I don't know if you watched The Office. Yeah. You know, when, when uh, they're playing volleyball and Pam gets hurt? Oh yeah, and they take her to you know the once when they find out she's pregnant and she's yeah. she's could we hurry we got I got a game to get back to and her so yeah that was my next question is if you got a game to get back to and that's that's what I was thinking of when I read that how fast you were back because if you went to the if you just went to the Billings Clinic oh it would have been hours yeah because I, I took my wife to the Billings Clinic once when we were over there uh, took the kids to the zoo and we had she had her eardrum like burst or something Ooh. like nine hours. You yeah. Know, so you would have you would have missed everything if you if you didn't have that connection. Yeah. So no, we left <laughs> out. And he, I mean, he gave me the VIP treatment, yeah. um, and which got me back right away. Um, DJ was was down there as our trainer, and she looked at me and she goes, "You're not playing." And I was like, "Please." <laughs> <laughs> DJ was a trainer. Then. Yeah. <laughs> and so she had actually gone. So we had one game in between the two games. 
I'm sitting there with ice in my eye, like just trying to hold it so that it doesn't didn't swell shut. Yeah. Most importantly, was it your left eye or right eye? I can't remember. It was my. It was, it was my left, left eye. It was, it was my left eye. Right. Yeah. Because, and I had to stop and think of, um, but but batting was an added layer of difficulty. Yeah. Um, with <laughs> yeah, it being the your, left eye. Because that's your that's eye. That's your primary yeah. eye toward the bat. Yeah. So I had to like, you know, square up and turn a little bit closer to the forward. Um, <laughs> we borrowed a helmet, I think actually from Billing Central because they had the face mask. It was mask. Laurel. Oh, it was Laurel. Okay. Yeah, I remember um, seeing the Laurel. They had were, the face mask. It was the only, only helmet, I think, in the whole tournament. In the whole tournament. Face, yeah. Face now they're required, right, yeah. to have the face mask part. Right. So um, you were wearing a Laurel helmet so, every event. Yeah, we borrowed, a, we borrowed a Laurel helmet. Um, DJ had gone to Universal and picked me up one of those, like, clear face masks. Oh, yeah. Um, that you wear kind of, you know, across your nose and the bridge of your chin, um, almost like what you'd wear in basketball. Yeah. And I put it on and, you know tried it out and had somebody throw me a couple grounders and I was like, I can't, I can't feel anything with this on. Like yeah. I can't see down. Yeah. She's like, well, you're going to have to wear it. And, uh, and they were trying to consult with my mom of like, Hey, That's can, probably we, the biggest can we make her wear getting this? Past DJ. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Cause DJ's the toughest person I know. <laughs> yeah. And she just looked at me and she was like, um, she could look to my mom. And she was like, can you make her wear it? And my mom goes, She's 18. I don't know if I can make her. And I was like, all right, if you guys can't make me, I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, probably not the smartest idea to always let your 18-year-old yeah. make the decision. But, you know, it's like yeah. I, I wanted nothing more than to be on that field and to be able to still yeah. contribute um, and feel the ground ball if it was coming at me. I had, I had retribution. Yeah. Like, yeah. I needed to make up for it. And if uh, that happened today, you, you wouldn't even have came, wouldn't even been... I wouldn't you, even have well, you, you might as well went to the Billings Clinic and waited all day. Right. You know, because you weren't going to yeah. play. It would have been in concussion protocol. Right. They would have had a, you just never would have, it wouldn't even have been an option. Right. Which yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's funny to think about that, you know, because it, it's, it's good that we do it like that, you know, because we protect the kids. Yeah. It's just almost funny to think that we're not that far removed from when you go out there pitching and i remember you holding down on your face because your eye was swelling shut mm -hmm. so between pitches you're you're pulling down on your cheek yep so you can see yeah because it'd give you like the it was between the, pitches every time i'd pull it down <laughs> in the dugout i'd put ice on it right away and hold it down um just everything so it wouldn't swell shut so i'd have at least one eye to work with yeah did it swell shut eventually oh yeah right at, like it later went, that it night closed all the way yeah yeah, which well, then we had graduation confirmation, so I had a big old black eye. Oh, so graduation. graduation was that Sunday? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Jackie Hogart fixed me all up. I had the best cover up <laughs> I could get, but uh, so pretty did memorable. you have to give a speech? Valedictorian. I did. So you're giving a speech with one eye? Oh yeah, why not? Yeah. I think it had opened up by then. Maybe we had two days or something. Yeah, because yeah. I don't remember all the like could. exact time frame, but I could I could see enough by that point. I think that makes it even better, though, giving a valedictorian speech with this. It looks like he just got in a, in a brawl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How'd the other guy do? Yeah. And, and the, the worst part is telling the story of, like, yeah, I didn't catch it. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that, that's, that, that's a haunting thing, is you didn't just yeah, catch the ball. No, I know. Yeah. But it, it, would, it wouldn't be nearly as fun a story if it just would have caught it. That's true. Do, do you tell people about that story? No, I have a lot of people. My husband knows it well because people come up and tell me about it when yeah. he's there, and I'm like, yeah. But. Um, so yeah, when they ask, you know, we'll tell them. Yeah, I, I tell my kids, that's, I've, I've mentioned this a lot of times before probably, but I played in seventh grade football. I was playing defensive tackle and this kid in Whitehall threw a pass that was just a duck and I reached up and caught it and Tank Milwaukee just loved me. Yeah. And every time we drive by Whitehall, I'd tell you guys, right there, that field, 
And they're like, yeah, we well, you know, you know. I, so I, I don't think people could live with me if I was a state champion in anything. Or if I didn't, if I didn't have any real success in, on no. the, in sports because, you know, it's like I remember Dan, Denny Raymond played for Central. He had a pick six against Butte High. And I, and I didn't know that until I found a story on him on newspapers.com. You know, after he died, I find that story. And I'm like, if I had a pick six against Butte High, I, you know, you wouldn't. I'd have business cards. Say, yeah, that, I, that's me. I'm the guy. By know? the way. Yeah, I couldn't handle that success. So, yeah, I, yeah. you didn't really even tell your kids about it. No, they all know about it, though. Do they know about it? Yeah. They know about it. Um, yeah, and I mean, to me, it's one of those things of, I don't know. There was just, and, there was nothing that was going to keep me off that field. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, I've, later in life, I think that grit is one of those things that, you know, kind of, you have, you can't necessarily install. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think that that's kind of what that was. Yeah, um, oh, for sure. But just, yeah, I just, um, the team, like, we were such a team that we wanted to, everybody was there to support, and it was just so much fun to be allowed to jump back on that yeah. field. Um, and I agree, being a parent today, you're like, oh, I, I'm grateful for percussion. Yeah, pro- it's tougher. Concussion for, it, protocols. It's probably but. tougher for you when your kid hurts his knee as it was for, for you when you got hit in the face. Probably, yeah. Baseball. Yeah, and so you're grateful for, like, the fact that. Thank you. Um, somebody else can make that call i'm sure my mom would have you know preferred to not yeah. have to make that call but um i'm grateful for you know having the opportunity to get back out there and you know, yeah and we were able to pull and then it you off. pitched a great game i mean you just yeah. weren't out there you weren't just standing out in left field yeah you, let up a couple hits i yeah, think but yeah but you, you win a one-run game that was exciting as heck yeah you know it was never you never knew when it was you know it never felt comfortable no. You know, that whole, that being in the crowd, you know, because, you know, I was there. I wasn't, of course, I can't cheer. I'm there as a, as a rider, but I didn't want to write the story of you guys losing that because, mm. I mean, it's so much more fun as a rider to write about the winning team. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But, and, and I mean, technically, they, ha- they would have had to beat us twice for yeah. the state championship. But it was still nervous. So. But it was still nervous because yeah. starting at game one of senior year, instead of being 1-0 and or 0-1, yeah. we were 27-0, and yeah. 28-0. Twenty-nine yeah. and zero, and that gets to build a lot of pressure. Yeah, you don't want to be the team that doesn't yeah. win that, or or the game, or the thing that like changes all of that. Yeah. So um, that was, you know, I don't think we thought about it routinely, but at the same time, it was maybe all always in the yeah. back of your mind of like, oh, okay, how long can we keep this streak going? So fifty-two and zero is a pretty good, and I think that you know, the, I think the final was fifty-six and zero before they finally. That would end up being fifty-six. Yeah. They thought they went forward. Yeah. Hey everyone, John Wick here. You might recognize this buttery smooth voice from the episode 81 of the Buttecast. Along with my wife, Cassie, I want to take a second and thank everyone for supporting 5518 Designs, our store at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte. For seven years now, we have made it our goal to celebrate who we are and what we enjoy about living in Butte and in Montana. At 5518, you'll find the latest in-house designed apparel and gifts that do just that. And they're all produced locally and finished in store. We also carry a wide variety of outdoor essentials from trusted brands like Chaco, Kavu, and Dekine. I invite you to stop in the next time you're shopping, eating, or even playing in historic Uptown Butte. 5518 Designs, 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte, and online at shop5518.com. Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party, or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails such as an old-fashioned or a pink mate. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or two for five seltzers or well mixers. 
or try one of our tap beers for just $5, along with weekly specialty cocktails. Located underneath the Miners Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial 5. You want to watch your favorite football team on Sunday, but it isn't on TV? No problem. Go to Metal Sports Bar and Grill and check out all the games. In addition to a full-service bar and a menu full of terrific entrees cooked to perfection, Metals also has the Sunday ticket. Kick back with some raised fingers, the best pizza in town, and a refreshing drink as you root on your team on one of 31 big screen TVs at Metals. Don't miss a moment of your favorite team with Metals Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. Metals is open at 11 a.m. every Sunday during football season. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary I remember being at a game I think it was your senior year at it was a night game at the Laverne Cumbo tournament mm -hmm. and you were playing uh, on the field at the farthest uh, east field okay. and uh, I, 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 of course I remember Megan my, my little cousin yeah. Megan Foley she, oh. she, pulled a, she pulled a ball that would have been so far gone but it was foul. Yes. And it was a, but that was another nerve-wracking game because your, your your whole season senior season was nerve-wracking games. Uh-huh. Well, and then she came out of nowhere and I think she just enough to poke it into right field. Yeah. After pulling yeah, it hit. so hard left. She had the big hit, yeah. Yeah, big hit, big run scoring. Yeah. And, and that was the key. It's like there were that year we only won by a couple runs, one run, and it was every game with somebody different that would come through in the clutch yeah. of, you know, um, we weren't a big run-producing team, but there'd always be a clutch player that would have a clutch play or a hit or... Um, yeah, I think you told me in the, in the, when I had talked to you after the championship game that everybody on the team contributed somehow. Absolutely. Big play in that game. And it was the truth, because they did. And like you think Megan, because uh, she'd, she'd go to complete splits, and how many base hits did that steal in the course of the year? Just bang-bang so plays many. that she got just because she was just that further out. Yeah. Yeah, being flexible and just, I think everybody wanted it so bad. That group of juniors, um, you know, had had been behind, you know, there was that big gap. There was a group of seniors that had been playing for forever, yeah. right? So that group of juniors maybe didn't jump in as freshmen or sophomores and get to play a ton um, yeah. because you had those phenomenal seniors ahead of, ahead of me. Um, and when they did, they just stepped up huge. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing, like everybody sack drank it against us of like, hey, the that um, seven or eight junior or seniors graduated. This is basically almost a brand new team with the exception of the three seniors yeah. that had played before. And so, you know, they just stepped right in, like nothing had hit them and um, they were phenomenal at yeah. just yeah. dismissing the pressure and stepping up and making a big play. Yeah. And you and you had a lot, you're pitching in one run games a lot that year. They oh, had yeah. a lot of pressure on you. And in, over the two years you were 33 and all. Yep. Which, 
I, did you lose any games varsity as a sophomore? Or, or I did, did yeah. Did <laughs> yeah, because uh, Angie Lacey and I split all of the pitching responsibilities yeah, sophomore year, too. And Angie was too. really good. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she so. threw hard. She probably threw harder than you, and she... No, she had, a, she had a lot of junk. She had more junk. You were, yeah. you were harder. She, okay, I got it Well, so it developed. Um, I mean, I had I had the same junk senior, junior, yeah. senior year, but by soft, my sophomore year, she had she had good junk. Yeah. Um, she, was, it was, she was a good it was pitcher. Fun. Yeah, I used to oh, argue absolutely. with her about the DH, because I was all <laughs> anti-DH, and she... She was a big fan of the DH because I don't know if she ever batted that. That I was her DH. Yeah, was that what it was? Yeah, so I pitched or I was like Angie's DH. Is that what? Yeah. You didn't play much in the field then. I played. I actually played. um, My junior year, I played more in the field. Um, So sophomore year, I DH'd or if I wasn't pitching. Yeah. Junior, Melissa Brophy had gotten shoulder surgery, so I was the third baseman if I wasn't pitching. Yeah. Um, So. Yeah, that's uh, that team. Of course, having Meg. In control too in close games was probably pretty awesome. Cause, yep. Because she she's I, I guess I wouldn't say she she gets excited and worked up in, in basketball, but it seemed like she was always pretty calm in, in she's softball, wasn't she? Very cool headed, yeah. yeah. And she just knew being on the coaching side now, like just seeing the the way that you had to think through the play that was two or three plays in front of it. Yeah. Um, she was phenomenal at that. It just. Um, really being mindful of, okay, what are our strengths and how are we going to put them to the best use? And she substituted in runners, you know, yeah. she, yeah, she was really level-headed about it. Mr. Patrick would balance her out. Yeah. Um, well, you needed, she had to be level-headed. The excitement, to, exactly, to, 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 to balance out. Yeah, him and then, and, and Kyle, this yes. Kike, you know. Kike and, um, and Kate, and Kate English. Yeah, Katie never got excited, did she? She was, <laughs> she was always, so, um, Leonard Kyle's and Kate were always our, like, Rah rah, right? They'd yeah. come when you needed a hug or when you needed a pick me up. They were they were the pick me up. Mr. Yeah. Patrick would tell you exactly how he felt. Um, I actually had Mr. Patrick starting when I was 13 playing softball. Oh, did you? And uh, and he was a guy that you either got him or you didn't. Right. You know, and the, the kids either they, some kids just never could play for him, and mm-hmm. the, the, the girls that that liked they just absolutely adored him. Yeah. Well, so I was 12. I was. Um, yeah. 12, almost 13. I was one of those really young, you know, kids. I have a May birthday. Yeah. So um, so I had to move up to senior softball, and we were literally the bad news bears. Like, it was a <laughs> brand-new formation team. Um, half of our team had never played softball before. Uh, Mr. Patrick was the coach. Kelly played – Kelly played – she was a freshman in high school at that point. She would come play when she wasn't playing high school. Um, and when she played – I'd never caught before. Um, when she came and pitched, um, she was – very fast and very wild as a freshman. Yeah. And Mr. Patrick threw me in the gear. Oh, and I'd I was be, like, I'd be scared to death to catch KJ. Yeah, my hand. <laughs> and I didn't have a catcher's glove because yeah. I wasn't a catcher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, my, my hand would just hurt oh, like none other and shake uh, after yeah. catching for her because I had all the wrong equipment to catch. But, yeah. um, but the thing about Mr. Patrick, so at the very beginning of that season, Again, we were the bad news bears. We weren't winning anything. Um, we were getting better. There were a couple girls that had played before. The two gens from Anaconda, um, and he would he would yell. He would that that was his that style mean, of communication. Yeah. Right. Like if he if he wasn't yelling, he didn't care. That that was exactly what he told us yeah. over and over. If I if I've stopped yelling at you, I've stopped caring. <laughs> and so he would tell us that. And it took me a couple weeks. And you know, I'm 12. I'm pretty young. I would go home. I I won't. I won't lie. I would go home and I would cry. Yeah. I'd be like, this is so hard and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and 
Um, after about a week and a half of that, I came home one day and my mom tells me, she just came home like gloating. And I was like, what's going on? She goes, I said, you know what? I figured out Mr. Patrick must really like me. <laughs> and she said, why? I said, because he yells at me a lot. <laughs> but it made me so much better. Yeah. Right? Like just learning how to absorb what he was saying yeah. and um, recognizing like his communication style. I, I learned so much from, you know, yeah. he and Meg and Kate and Kike and I felt so lucky for those incredible were. coaching staff. Oh, yeah. Any one of them could have been head coach. Absolutely. Yeah. And they all work so fluidly together. Um, yeah. So just felt really, yeah. really And, and then the next year when Meg couldn't coach because she was the head coach at, at Montana Tech. Tech. And it's too bad they wouldn't let her coach still the softball. But, you know, of course, there's rules. And, I know. But, uh, and it was kind of funny. It was like, it reminds you of the old uh, Alexander Haig who's after Ronald Reagan was shot. Alexander Haig said, I'm in charge. And, and he wasn't. The vice president was in charge. But I just, that's what it reminded me with Kike and, and Patrick because they they both they were like co-head coaches because mm-hmm. they couldn't pick one of them. You know, right. They were like co-head coaches, but they both thought that they were the real head coach. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was so, you did, so when you, tr- you go cover the team, you didn't know which coach to interview. Like, who do I talk to? <laughs> yeah. And then the coach didn't talk to Coach Patrick more because he'd go find you. <laughs> <laughs> Needed th- to let were, you know. Those were such fun years. That the Central softball was so good. and you know, I, I remember people going, your senior year, my grandma and grandpa showed up at a game. And you know, they used to go watch my cousin when she played for Butte High back in the early 90s. And uh, they hadn't been to games. And I said, what are you doing here? My grandpa goes, I said, see how good this team was. Because there's people just showing up mm-hmm. to see how good you guys were. And it's too bad you didn't play Butte High. Of course, I know. You know, I remember. I think you, they wanted to, but uh, I think Butte High said, "No, you're not picking and choosing which years you play us. <laughs> you're either playing us every year. You're not, you're not just playing us when you're really good." Which, yeah. Which they were almost always really good. And they were really good at that yeah. point. Like yeah. I, I that went to Ramsey. I played softball with all of those girls. You know, that growing been up. A heck of a game. It would have been so much fun. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. But that that year, you know, I. Do you remember Sports Illustrated used to have uh, a little section called Faces in the Crowd? I don't know if they, they probably still do. No, oh, I don't know. It's that. like just, it has like a little blurb about people. Okay. And I, I remember I submitted a, a, a paragraph about you to Faces in the Crowd to see if I could, because you were, I was like, look at this record. And then I, I remember thinking after that game, you should have been on the cover after, after that, that game, because that was what, it's literally, it's probably the coolest game I've ever covered, one of the coolest events, just seeing you go through that, you know. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was nerve-wracking at the same time. But I remember that I couldn't believe how tough you were because there's no way I would have been out there. I just knew that. But, yeah. And there was no way I was giving it up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, now, uh, I think one of the cool things now is you're part of the, the youth softball yep. program. Was it Co- Copper City? Copper City. Copper City Softball. And Magic. And, and you do Magic, too? Yep. Because my, my niece, uh, Josie, was uh, on your All-Star yes. team. Yes, yeah, she was so good. Yeah. She, uh, were, she I don't know if she got her All-Star. She's got grit. She wears number. She she does have grit. She she wants number seven for Mickey Mantle. Oh, that's cute. How many girls that age in the country would know would even know who Mickey Mantle is? Exactly. So I told her she's got to watch the movie Sixty One. So she was that was her homework. Uh, I don't know if she's watched it yet. I'll have to ask but, her. But that that is a great thing that uh, that group has done. I mean, you look at the and it's a lot of the, the, the girls is. from your era. It is. You know, uh, and you know, feel a little from Utah and Central. Yeah, both. From both and you're working together, you know, like Jamie mm-hmm. Halfhausen Richards, oh, yeah. you know, yep. she's doing it, you know, and a lot of the, just, you know, Amanda Evans, former, you know, yep. of Vanek. Kate Vandiver, yeah. Melissa Brophy, Kate. Jenny Leathers. Yeah, just um, all these girls that, that we, you were part of great softball Ritter. programs. Yep. Yeah. And now you guys are making it 
you're bringing it back. And it's amazing how big that program has gotten. It is. Um, so when it started five years ago, it was 99 girls. Um, I'm going to probably miss the exact amount, yeah. but last year we were, uh, 340, give or take, yeah. um, in five years. So that's just a huge uptick. Um, and, and I think that it says a lot about, um, Butte softball. Like everybody really wants it to be a su- success. I had helped coach at central for a few years too. Butte high numbers were dwindling for a little bit. Um, there was a little bit of a, a problem where, Girls would play Little League, and then they drop out in that, like, seniors yeah. age range and take on other sports or other activities or other, you know, loves. Um, and and then it wasn't fueling the high school softball programs, um, yeah. and they were struggling to just come up with the numbers. And so I'm really hopeful that this program will kind of help do that. Um, and I joined in, you know, a couple years after they'd already started it. So they, uh, they you know, did a great job getting it up off the ground. Yeah, and I think... Uh a lot of those, of course, a lot of them did it because they have daughters yep. coming up. But they had a fight to separate that yeah. Copper City softball from, from, from the Northwest and Mile High Little Leagues. Right, right. And a lot of that was just to get the girls kind of equal playing time, yeah. right? And equal field time and, um, and approach it a little In different. In their own fields. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've always heard, so this quote always sticks with me, girls win when they're having fun. Yeah. Boys have fun when they're winning. <laughs> um, and That's so like that. a lot of the, a lot of the Copper City stuff is around, like, get the little girls to come back by making yeah. it fun. There's dress up days. There's, you know, superhero days. There's paint your, paint your face days. There's, you know, show up in a tutu and go play softball. <laughs> um, and seeing it at those really, really young ages, it's so fun to just see the pure grins on their face and that pure love of the game. Um, yeah. that is really what you're really trying to instill in, you know, because that's what, that's what had, you know, when I played in high school and the, the teams at Butte High, all of us had grown up and there were such big numbers that we had to choose from, which made the teams really good. Um, but you could just see that, like, love of the game in everybody. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what it's trying to reinstill. Yeah, so this year ended up coaching three teams. Um, coached three different teams? Well, because we had the, the Little League team. Yeah. Um, and then Melissa Ritter, Swanson, and I took on a Magic team. And then we had the, the younger nine ten all star team. Yeah, and you guys did well. So, yeah, again they were um, they were little. Uh, I think I wrote it in one of the things. They may be little, but they're fierce. Yeah. Um, we would go up against the teams from Missoula and Billings, and and these girls are half a foot taller than our little nine ten year olds. <laughs> and our girls were um, it was exactly split ten or six ten year olds um, and six nine year olds and. Um, they just, you know, they just battle. Like, they'd find a little way to manufacture a run or to uh, get a walk and make them fast. They, yeah. they were fast and they were fun. Um, and that was our whole thing was just go have fun with it. Um, we weren't planning to walk away with, you know, winning the state championship. We wanted to get all the girls to make sure they want to come back next year and, yeah. and put in the time in the off season of, like, go spend a little time throwing, go spend a little time pitching. Um, when, when we went to Billings... Uh, so we we did pretty well in Anaconda, scraped by, you know, qualified for Billings. We got to Billings, and one of the coaches was like, "Oh yeah, my my number three pitchers hurt, so we're down to just two pitchers." And I said, and and knowing exactly yeah. what caliber they were talking about, yeah. like they have girls that were throwing 40, 50, 40 miles an hour as that, a that, ten year old. Yeah. Um, wow. And. I was like, well, we brought seven half pitchers. Like, <laughs> they're all learning. Yeah. They're all trying to get it across the plate. 
And, uh, you know, in that state tournament, we went through five different ones. Um, you know, Josie got sick one morning. We timed out on a pitcher on the day before. Um, and just watching, you know, little ones that hadn't pitched in a all-star game before step in and get to experience that of like, hey, you want to spend a couple innings? Let's do a couple innings. So it was, it's fun just to see the del development. Shop where the champions shop. Dig City Supply is now the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics, and you're home to everything or diggers. But that's just where we start. We've got Uptown's largest selection of Butte High and Butte Central apparel, as well as all the area elementary schools. And while you're in, be sure to check out our special line of gear that we call the Butte Icon Collection. We've partnered with some cherished Butte businesses and organizations to create some fun, nostalgic designs, celebrating all the awesomeness that we have right here in town. Wear your pride from Dig City Supply, the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics. Uptown Butte at 43 West Park Street and online at digcitysupply.com. Lone Peak Physical Therapy is your premier privately owned physical therapy, occupational therapy, certified hand therapy, pelvic health, and personal training facility located right here in beautiful Butte, Montana. With over 21 years of experience, our team here at Lone Peak is hyper-focused on you, your goals, and finding a way to help you get better, faster. We provide one-on-one -on -one care with the highest quality specialized services. Are you tired of dealing with your low back pain, arthritis, carpal tunnel, neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain? Did you just have a recent surgery? Do you struggle with feeling off balance or do you get dizzy during your day? How about a custom splint built for your hand and wrist? Did you recently have a baby and now your body feels tremendously foreign to you? Look no further. We are here for you and ready to help you move better and feel better every step of the way. You do not need a doctor's referral to come in and see us. We accept health insurance and also offer comprehensive self-pay options. Don't settle for mediocre health care. Your journey to living better and getting back to doing what you love can start today. Give us a call at 406-494-494. 7050 or visit our website at lonepeakpt.com to speak to an expert now. Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, High School Athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc.'s Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the mining city. Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerPlumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more. Oh look, there's another one. Your favorite tavern, neighborhood gas station, and video stores have all been turned into the same thing, a casino. At Crazy Carol's, we've been doing things the right way for more than three decades. So let me introduce myself. I'm Deb Dinius, the manager of Crazy Carol's Casino Mill Bar, where you'll always find fun in motion and service that sets us apart. Take a trip off the beaten path. Come on over to the hood. We're located on the corner of Walnut and Hayes, where you'll find the big red barn just off the shores of beautiful Lake Burke. And don't forget, Bucko the Horse is available for photos. At Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar, we're still so grievous after all these years. Thank you, Butte. Everybody knows the place to go. Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar. 
You already know about the Knights of Columbus Athletic Club, which is the best workout bargain in town. But did you know the KC also is home to JoyFit 406? JoyFit 406 is Butte's only boutique fitness studio offering indoor cycling as well as a rich variety of other fitness classes from dance fitness and bar to Pilates, strength and conditioning, and flow. Regardless of your fitness level, JoyFit 406 fosters a spirit of inclusion and community. At JoyFit 406, they believe in more than just fitness. They believe in building connections and friendship that last a lifetime. Join their vibrant community today where health, happiness, and camaraderie come together in perfect harmony. Your journey to a stronger, more joyful you starts at JoyFit 406. To book a class or to get more information, visit JoyFit406.com, like JoyFit406 on social media, and download the JoyFit406 app. Also, don't forget to book the renovated Knights of Columbus Hall for your party or reception today. The Knights of Columbus is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. I coached Little League for several years, you know, and Coach Thatcher teases me because I might have the worst record of any Little League coach in history. <laughs> Didn't win a lot of games, but uh, I always wrote, my cousin told me there's five rules of coaching Little League. So have fun, have fun, have fun, have fun, and get a snack. Ah, so true. <laughs> and uh, and I always I measured my success not by not by how many wins and losses we had, but whether the kids came back the next year. Mm -hmm. And and it was fun, but it was fun to see them get better at the end of the year. It's so when fun because you, you get a kid that couldn't get a hit. I mean, yeah. there's one time I had a kid uh, who couldn't get a hit. He fouled the pitch off, and I was crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coaching third base and I'm crying. I got tears coming to my eyes. I was so excited mm -hmm. that he fouled the ball off. Yep. You know, and that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. But when you guys have so many girls having so much fun like that, your numbers are better than the boys. You know, I think they or, might be getting there. Close, I guess they're better Northwest by a long ways. But, yeah. But uh, they're 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 up there. They're pretty good, and uh, I think you're going to see that lead. I mean, you'll see that directly lead to successful programs at Butte High and Butte Central. I think here, so. Here that's the very, hope. Very soon, because it's like the like Jim Street's state wrestling championships yeah. that he won. He'd tell you right now that he wasn't winning those without Don Tamietti and the, right. the Levis, all those people who coached, coached the, the, the youth wrestling. Yep. And they had, we had the best youth wrestling program in the state. Yeah. Which means we had the best wrestling team in the state. And to exactly your point of, like, a, they don't have to be winning at a young age. Yeah. It's really about the development. And, um, you know, coaching high school is fun, but honestly, I think my favorite is probably that, like, 9 to 12, from yeah. what I've seen thus far. Because they're – they begin – they become capable of learning, yeah. and they want it so much, um, and they want they want to just absorb everything you're willing to share, um, yeah. and and you just see leaps and bounds of like growth in each yeah. one of those two. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. Now, do you have about what two daughters? I have uh, two boys and a girl. Two boys and a girl. Right? Yeah, so Who's they're the fourteen, the twelve, and ten. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah, that, and uh, are they? They have grit. Are they gonna? Are they gonna be tough? Uh, I think, yeah, they each individually uh, have their own their own personality and their own, own yeah. style. It's amazing how they have diff you have three kids, the same genetic makeup, yeah, and they can be so much different personalities. Yep, yeah, and it's so fun to watch that grow too, right? Like, and so yeah, I think they they each um, have it or <laughs> come in here, <laughs> Kate, oh, Katie English. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite people. Agreed, mine too. She was. Uh, I, I knew. I met Kate when we were in seventh grade. Ah. We were classmates. I know. I love Kate. Yeah. She she won't come in. <laughs> you got you got a you got a fan club. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> fan club out there. Oh. But uh, so your your kid's pretty good. The athletes then. 
Yeah, I mean, they all they all work out and have fun. I don't yeah. think that any one of them is like the most amazing on the yeah. field. And my goal, or like, we've talked to each one of them. I'm like, show up in the the two things you can control are attitude and effort. Yeah. And I hope to think that like each one of them are giving all of that each time. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that is the, the key. That's why I always try to. Put my son, you know, he he's splitting time as a center on the football team, JV yeah. for Butte High. That's I, I said to be a good teammate. Right. That's the best thing you can be as a, as a good teammate. It doesn't exactly. matter how much you play or how much you didn't play. Yeah. And plus, in f- football, it's easier to watch your kid not play as much because you don't want them getting killed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every snap they don't play is a snap they're not getting injured in. So you're I you're know. all right if they don't play too much when you're watching football. My middle one's I, playing um, tackle football for the first time ever. So he's a sixth grader. Oh, yeah. My husband wouldn't let the older one and the middle one play for a long time because Connor, the oldest, is a rail. Like, he is yeah. so tiny. And he, my husband was like, you're going to get run over yeah. um, and just, you know, demolished. Um, so Drew, sixth grader, was allowed to play this year for the first time. And he... Uh, He's maybe 85 pounds, but he's on the line. No, um, he he's pretty <laughs> 85 tough. 85 pound line. Yeah, now. yeah. So he uh, he's pretty tough. He faced up against a kid that was legit double his size the first week and yeah. held his own. And he, he's probably um, the one that'll be, you know, really really thinks about and and is all in effort. Connor is very much like. Focus in on how does he get better each time. Um, Caitlin's, I don't know. They're all just so fun to watch yeah. in the, each of their own dynamic. Yeah. And having three play, I got off easy because my two girls, my oldest girl played softball for a little bit, and then she just, no desire. I'd bring her to every sporting event. I, and, and she's, I brought all three of them to every sporting event I could when I was working. A lot of times I didn't have babysitters. Right, I was, right. I was going to games and they were there. And the yeah. two girls, zero interest in sports. No, no, my oldest one will watch basketball. She doesn't go to the football games a lot at UM. Yeah. But she'll go to the basketball games because she likes yelling at the other team and the referees. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she has no idea what's really going on. Yeah. And uh, But my boy got into it. But you have three that you are into sports. They are. They're all around. very, and, very into and, it. And, and having one into sports is a lot of time commitment as a parent. to go to, and, and you're coaching, too. Yep. So I, I don't know where you have the time. Well, I, I mean... Luckily, works relatively flexible and really wants us to be involved in community stuff. Yeah. So my boss has been pretty amazing at that. When I told him when I was coaching both at the Who's high your school, boss? his name's Tom Harper. Okay. Um, he runs a nationwide tech team. Okay. For, he sits in Philadelphia. Okay. He's not. I was wondering who's in Butte. Oh yeah. Okay. So my team is actually nationwide. Um, yeah. I I have worked remotely for 13 years. I happen to sit in the branch. Steph is nice enough to let me join oh, yeah. her there, but. Um, well, that's pretty awesome. You know, so so my team sits nationwide, and my boss sits in Philly, and my direct reports sit in Boston and New York and L.A. Wow. and San Francisco. and Just a, all across the country? All across the country. So, a lot of Zoom meetings? Uh, yeah, a fair amount of Zoom meetings, and then just making time to be in person when you can. So, yeah. And that's the other added thing. Like, I, I do travel for work, too. Do you really? Um, so softball season was always kind of like, all right, when I was coaching high school, I'm like, here's three months where I'm probably not going to travel much. <laughs> Kelsey, when I was coaching with her, was always amazing. Kelsey Thatcher about, like, all right, you know, I get it. That's a work trip you need to be on. Um, but, I mean, I think the kids – I've I've told Caitlin that at one point I've coached basketball, I've coached volleyball, I've coached different things. I told her, it's like, my love is softball, and, and that's her favorite sport right now. So yeah. I'm really going to kind of melt that one. I'm like, I will keep coaching softball as long as you want me to. Nice. Um, I also don't want to, like – you know, go too far. Like at some point the kids, you know, the, they need an outside influence too. Yeah. So I'm like, 
you know, if there's ever a point where you're like, hey, mom, I'm, I'm good, like, um, I'll bow out and I'll coach a different team. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll <laughs> give up the coaching, but uh, yeah. yeah, Melissa Ritter Swanson and I always laugh because we had both of our girls on it. And when we do different drills, I'm like, all right, Caitlin, you're with Melissa and Milo, you're with me. Like, yeah. we just bifurcated a bit by with the non mom. Yeah. But. And Ritter, I always call her Ritter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she's like you. When I think of your career, I think of your getting hit in the face with a black guy. I think of her career, I think of the elbow she took that exploded her nose, and she had to play the season with the big uh, Bill and Beer mask. Yeah, she got the mask and, and that I avoided. Still, and she still scored like 30 points against Carroll one oh, time. Yeah. You know, so she was she's in that 1,000-point club. Yeah, she's just so. a stud. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. yeah, so it's funny. You guys end up working together. Uh-huh. Were you... Uh, she was... Age-wise, she was about, about a year or two ahead of A year older. Yeah. Okay. So I remember when she played at Butte High. Yep. I didn't get to cover very often. Yeah. But... When I, she I, was obviously phenom at basketball, she... Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't know this until, frankly, this year we were talking. She ended up bowing out of our senior softball season only because she'd already committed to Tech. Because oh, we were really? talking about, like, softball, baseball, you know, volleyball, all the things that we all did. Um, yeah. So... And she did that. It, I, and a lot of that, I don't... Uh, like, I didn't remember watching you play much basketball or volleyball or anything because I was covering Anaconda sports a lot because uh, I was a yeah. low man on the totem pole at the standard. <laughs> then, so I had to go to Anaconda a lot yeah. to cover things. And, and of course, and, and I'm glad I got to see a lot of those players too, you know, some yeah. of those. Some, I remember watching Anaconda before they got good in basketball. Mm-hmm. They they had some scrappy players. I remember Teague oh, yeah. Gates and Beth Lazovich, you know, yep. just tough players. And uh, eventually, that, that that program really came together. Yeah. But I, of course, I wasn't covering it then, though. I was <laughs> I was in view. But did you? Did, how how were you in basketball and, and volleyball? Did you? I mean, softball was always my yeah. primary. Um, volleyball was. I played I played varsity junior senior for both of those. Um, yeah. But softball was always my first love. Um, yeah. So good enough to, good enough to play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one of those I wasn't. Definitely was far away from thousand point club. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I was I was probably far away from the hundred point club per season, but that's all yeah. right. Well, who so. was the coach in basketball? It was Don Peoples coaching. No, we had um, so Meg was my freshman year. Uh, we had Brian Yellenich my senior. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah, about Brian. Junior, was senior. It. Remember Brian would. Uh, so I probably covered a couple of your games because I remember he would have chalk and he would draw on uh-huh, the floor on the court. Yeah, because he didn't have a well, he didn't want to keep track of a board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the um, gym keepers love that. Yeah, and but you played uh, most of your games at West. We did, yeah, yeah. entirely at West. Yeah, um, back in those days. Because that's where actually I, I did cover Butte High or Butte Central Anaconda game because Lazlo, Beth Lazovich smacked her head off the wall or floor. In yeah, those games. I don't. Know, was she your age, Beth? Uh, she no, she's been, a little bit younger. A little bit, okay, and she yeah, she might have been the same age as uh, as Lindsay. That yeah. Year. Yeah, that's Lindsay about was, right. She's one of the best athletes I've ever covered, too. Oh, phenomenal. She, yeah. And she had, well, she had the knee injuries, the, mm-hmm. the mono, yeah. just kind of sidetracked her yeah. her career. Otherwise, I think she could have been a Division One basketball player. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, and and she's just a phenomenal athlete. I can't wait to see what their kids are going to be like. Oh, I know. The, the DNA of the Thatcher and LaProuse. Yes, You're going to get some wild kids there. <laughs> they are wild kids. Oh, they're <laughs> but great. They're good athletes. Jake and Jet, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. There's one, uh, I think... It, one of them was with their grandpa Bonesy at the gas station one day. He's just a little kid. He's just probably barely old enough to sit in the front seat of the truck. And I told him, I said, you know, I, I never lost a fight to a Thatcher or a lacrosse. And the kid take, starts taking the seatbelt off. He's getting, he's coming out to fight me. And, and Bonesy's like, easy there, partner. He's just teasing you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, the reason I never lost a fight to a Thatcher or a lacrosse was I was, you knew smart, not to get yeah, I was smart enough not to get fight in him. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'll never lose a fight to a Thatcher. That's, you know? that's a smart move. <laughs> yeah, never, I'll never win one either. <laughs> but so that's pretty cool. You guys, uh, I, yeah, I really like what you're doing with the, 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 the girls, the young girls and stuff. And, and I just, I'm looking forward to the future Me of too. seeing those girls play and get up there, especially Josie. I can't. Oh, I absolutely. No, it's going to be so much fun watching. Hopefully, the future of softball is, you know, strong and will live a long time. Yeah. And, you know, in the future of all the sports, I think COVID hit a lot of them pretty hard. Like, yeah, basketball COVID's programs tough. are trying to get back together at the, the really young ages. Um, yeah. And and it was great last year. You know, both Butine Central saw the need and jumped right in. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited just to see as these girls kind of come up. It's fun wa- coaching them young and then seeing where they go and yeah. I look back at my coaches when I was young too of like you know Larry Leathers and different ones and just the ones where you Speaking still of intense coaches right there, like yeah. um but I think you know you when you start to appreciate how much you learn from them um and how much you look back and you know loved playing for them that's what I always hope that yeah. sometime these girls will look back and be like do you remember those few years we played with you know Alicia and Melissa and yeah. whomever else awesome, and like man. how fun was that so that's my big takeaway. Take yeah, that's cool. Was it hard for you girls that on that team? Because it's, it's such a great bond to be on those teams, you know, and something you remember. Is it hard for you to look back and see that the, the teams have down years like Butte High and Central? And, and it's almost, they've had some good players, great players mm-hmm. those years. I mean, some of the, like, well, the Thatcher girls were incredible, you know. But the numbers-wise, it's just, you can't, you can't compete when you're taking... In, when you had to play foreign exchange students who never played before, put them in the outfield, you know, as freshmen, yeah. Yeah. you know, and stuff. They just can't compete. Is that, was that hard for you guys to, to see the programs like that after being, yeah, because you were in four state championships in four years? Yeah, I think the hardest part is just you, just, you can't do anything for them, right? Like, yeah. you can't be on the field for them. So you just want them to want it so bad. Um, because if you had the ability to go back in time, you'd want to be out on that field too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's just, uh, I think it, it got turned into motivation of like, how do we yeah. prevent this or how do we create the numbers yeah. going forward? And that's probably the motivation for starting Copper City softball for those girls. Right. More than, more than even just for themselves, for their own kids, you know? Oh, absolutely. I think it was just probably for those programs. I think it was absolutely that. It was yeah. absolutely looking at, like, trying to get all of the girls um, kind of an equal opportunity and getting them an opportunity to fall in love with the game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, to me, it's great that instead of just being bummed that the numbers are low, it's like, okay, what can we do about it? Um, and try to bring back that, like, I don't know. Uh, just motivating factor. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 to the teammate thing, like it was. I just look back on those days, and you know, you, you look at it and you're like, don't don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Yeah. Um, and when you get those teams together, I laughed a few years ago when we did the induction of the Hall of Fame for Kelly Johnson and and that, what was it, '96 team. Yeah. Um, it's just it was like old times never happened. You'd yeah. never know it was 20 to 25 years ago. Yeah. Um, that's what to me just makes you smile and, and what you want to help build for the next generations is like that teamwork and camaraderie and that smile of just um, you know loving everything about it when we went down to Billings for All Stars it was like we're going to spend time in the pool I I get it that it, you maybe have a little rougher game in the morning but these are the moments the girls are going to remember these are the moments to build a team these are the moments that like 
you look back on fondly. Yeah. And that to me is like how you build a program in a, a group that just wants to keep playing. And it won't be long before that team's going into the Hall of Fame. Who you knows? Because uh, it was what's 95 last time, last year the 95 Butte High girls went in. Mm-hmm. And of course they were the, they had more fun than they probably should have for their age. <laughs> because <laughs> That's what it's all about. They, they had a blast. And uh, they're kind of the life of the party. Yeah. And I, I look forward to seeing all these girls from that team come back together, yeah. you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, even someone might have to punch you guys in the eye so you have shiners when, when that 2,000. We'll take a picture. Through. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you and JJ, you got to have shiners for that. <laughs> so, but, but I'm not going to be the one that does it because I'm not tough enough. Uh, I don't know if I'm tough enough to handle it yeah. anymore either. <laughs> well, Alicia, I appreciate your time. I've been looking forward to talking to you. Thanks. For a while now. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, that's. As, Thanks as for said, making me not avoid it anymore. I guess. That's one of my <laughs> fa- favorite. Uh, one of my favorite memories as a sports writer was that weekend covering that team. Oh. And that. Uh, and the first thing I remember is you standing there pulling your face down before you throw your next pitch and then firing it in there and it was a strike and, oh. and you guys won so. It was it was it was great catching up with you, and I love sharing your story because I think it was one of your was it your middle son, the middle child, who, who why, why would they want mom on a podcast? <laughs> yes. it, yeah, he's like she's boring. What yeah. would you have her on for? You know, yep. so, so he should know. He, he should under. He's got to be drilled into him to understand how cool that was too. No, well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me.